Welcome back to One on One, New York's longest-running sports call-in show. Chris Baccio, Jimmy Sullivan with you. And now very pleased to welcome in WFUV alum Mike Breen, longtime voice of the Knicks, of the NBA, and most recently, the Kirk Gowdy Media Award recipient from the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. Mike, congratulations. How are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Jimmy, I'm good. Um, I, I like when you refer to me as a Fordham alum, and, and pretty soon you guys are going to be referred to as Fordham alums. Not too far away. Yeah, just a couple of days, sadly. Uh, but Mike, I want to start on uh, this most recent honor for you, going into the Basketball Hall of Fame. After all you've been able to do in your life in basketball, both with the Knicks, calling the national games, what does it mean to you to get an honor like this? Well, Jimmy, it's, it's nothing you ever dream of. Um, and when it happens, you just, uh, you're overwhelmed with emotion because it's, it's a way to thank all the people that are responsible. Um, as you guys know, in, in, as you're starting your careers, um, everything is about the people that are there for you to help you and, and pick you up and encourage you and support you. And my whole career has been filled with people like that. Uh, so many people uh, are responsible for it. So the really nice thing about it, uh, the most wonderful actually, actually is, is um, to hear from, from friends and family and colleagues and be able to, to thank them once again for all that they did for you. Mike, if I could take you back to your WFUV days, your days at, at Fordham uh, in the alumni class that we'll, we'll so, soon join you in. Um, and, and now you've traveled this far with the NBA and the Knicks and, and to get the Gowdy Award. Um, when, when you look that far back, uh, sort of a life in basketball at this point, uh, what does it mean when you think back to the days at the Rose Hill Gym uh, to where you've gotten today? Well, Chris, you know, um, it built the foundation. There were a lot of choices I've made in my life, some good, some bad. Uh, that is one of the all-time great choices I made was to attend Fordham. And the reason I went to Fordham was for WFUV. And it just, it provided me with, first, an opportunity to see if it's something I wanted to do. Secondly, to see if it was something I could be any good at. And once I decided, okay, this is the field, it really gave me a head start in terms of preparing me for what it was going to be like when I, when I get out into the, you know, after college graduation, get out into the real world. And, and I just felt, you know, I had such a great foundation. And again, it's from people who helped me um, because when you're at, at FUV, when you're at Fordham, uh, it's amazing how the seniors and juniors help the sophomores and freshmen. And then when you become the, the juniors and the seniors, um, you want to pay it backwards uh, or pay it forward, I suppose, and, and, um, and help the people. And it's always been that way at FUV. And I'll say this to, to both of you, Chris, and, and to Jimmy, and I said it to Emmanuel, who's, who's not with us on, on this particular call. Um, we're all, as alums, we're so proud of, of what, the work that you've done at FUV. You have kept the standard up of what FUV sports has been about for decades. And uh, you're all, it's your talent, it's your dedication, it's your professionalism. Uh, we still, even though I've been out of Fordham for a long, long time, we still take great pride in, in what we hear coming out of WFUB sports. And, and you guys have, have done a tremendous job of maintaining that standard and keeping the tradition going. Well, that's very kind, Mike, and thank you very much. We appreciate it. And obviously that wouldn't be possible without the example that you and so many others set over the years at WFUV. So we are indebted to not just you and, and your class, but 
really everyone who paved the way for us at WFUV. Uh, can't can't thank you guys enough. We're talking to Mike Breen, WFUV alum, longtime voice of the NBA and the New York Knicks. So let's pivot now. Let's talk about the Knicks. You've been around this team for a while. You've been a part of, of many successful seasons with the Knicks. Where would you rank this year as the Knicks get ready to head into the playoffs among the most rewarding that you've been a part of, given maybe the level of surprise that's associated with it and how far this team has come this year under Tom Thibodeau? Jimmy, that's a good question. Um, my first 10 years broadcasting Knicks games, they were a championship contender every year. And I'm thinking, wow, this is, I didn't realize it was this good. And then, of course, they, they've gone through some really rough patches um, with a couple of exceptions here and there, but to come back to, to this year and this team, I've always felt as a, as a fan now, whether it was the Knicks, whether it was for me, the Mets or the football giants, to me, the most enjoyable years were those surprise years, those years when the team came out of nowhere and exceeded expectations and, and so overachieved than what we thought going into the season. Those are the fun years. And, and this has been one of the most enjoyable years I've had broadcasting Knicks basketball and any basketball because you didn't expect it. And you didn't expect it from a team and you didn't expect some of the progress and, and, and the performances of some, of some of the individual players. So it's been great. Um, obviously, Knicks fans have been hungry and desperate for a competitive team. And I think anybody this year would have taken a team that at least was playing meaningful games down the stretch. I don't think uh, there were very many people outside of that locker room that thought uh, that they would be fighting for home court advantage in the first round of the playoffs in the final games. Looking at somebody like Tom Thibodeau, and I, I think the conversation starts there when you think about what this Knicks team has done as far as a turnaround, him, Julius Randle. Thibodeau, what has been the secret to his success in your view? How has he changed this culture? How has he gotten this Knicks team to have one of the best defenses in the National Basketball Association? What, what's been the key there? Well, I think, Chris, he's a what I call a no-excuses coach. He's always been that way. When his teams have been one of the best of some of those Chicago teams, um, and when his teams weren't as good, he always feels if you're prepared, if you practice well, if you play together as a team, regardless of the other team has more talent. He's always believed in, you know, the, the, uh, the team can beat a collection of talent. And that's the way he approaches it. And even if guys are out with injuries, he's like, hey, we still have enough to win. That's been his mantra everywhere he's gone. We have enough to win if we play the right way. And he came in and the first day, what he told the team was, if you practice, way, you practice well, you'll play well. And that kind of of hard coaching, uh, but coaching that they'll see results, um, it still works in the NBA. A key is having players who are willing to accept it, who are willing to be coached hard, who are willing to be pushed. And that's what was so much fun to watch this team. They're a group that wanted to be coached hard because they wanted to win. There were a lot of guys who had not played in the playoffs yet, and they wanted a coach who was going to bring them there, and, and he certainly has. Mike, talking about the Knicks, Tom Thibodeau, obviously the coach of the team, the leader in the team. And I think it's pretty fair to say that the heart and soul of this team this year has been Julius Randle, having possibly an all-NBA caliber season for him. What have you pick, been able to pick up in his game that's been 
different this year. Obviously, he you know went into the offseason with the conditioning and, and coming back in a different frame of mind. What have you been most impressed by? If you could pick out one thing about Julius Randle's emergence this year that we have seen. Jimmy, that, that's the interesting part of, of what the transformation has been. He has improved in every aspect of the game. You stated the first thing that started the whole thing, conditioning. He's in better shape. He's improved in his shooting from three-point range, better free throw shooter, better mid-range shooter. He's improved his ball handling. He's improved his decision-making. He's improved his defense, both team defensively and his own individual defense. He's improved his leadership and how he deals with his teammates. Every facet of the game. It is, it's one of the, in, in my years doing NBA, and it's almost 30 years now, it's one of the great transformations from one year to the next. He always put up numbers, but a lot of them were empty numbers on, on, on teams that didn't make the playoffs. Prior to this year, the best team he played on was 12 games under 500, and he was tired of losing. And he looked in the mirror, and he realized he had to do things differently. Um, I have such respect for him as a man that he looked in the mirror and admitted and admitted publicly that last year just wasn't good enough and how hard he worked to get to the point. It's, uh, it's one of the great stories in, in all my years covering the Knicks. Looking ahead toward the playoffs with, with only three regular season games to go, and we're not sure who the Knicks are matched up with, whether it's Milwaukee, uh, if, if they're in the six, or it's Miami or Atlanta. When you look at that group of teams, who do you think the Knicks match up best with? Of course, home field advantage is ideal, but of those three, uh, what what's the best look for the Knicks? You know, you know Chris, it's, it's really hard to answer matchups this year because you just don't know who's going to be playing. It's been the craziest year from night in and night out. Who's available? Who's injured? Who's got uh, injury uh, load management? Uh, who's got health and safety protocols? I'll say this, that the top three teams, and I think Brooklyn, Philadelphia, and Milwaukee are all capable of winning a championship. They're all that good when they're whole. I don't think any of those three teams want to play the Knicks in the playoffs. Now, they do think that, that they're better, and it would be an unbelievable upset if the Knicks were beaten any of those three in the playoffs. But the team, the Knicks believe they can do it, and those other elite teams in the East, they know it will be an absolute war in a playoff series because the Knicks are, are so physical. Every single game going into, you know, we ask the opposing coaches, what do you see from the Knicks? Oh, they're so physical. They just play so tough. They play so together. And uh, teams want to avoid that. So, you know, certain matchups might be a little better. Uh, but overall, this is a team that defensively, they do the same thing every single night. And that's why they were able to be competitive, even against the really, really elite teams in the league. Mike, as the Knicks get ready to go to the playoffs here, regardless of who the matchup is, regardless of the seeding, whether it's the four seed, six seed, whatever the case may be, even though it'll be a limited capacity crowd at MSG for the playoffs, how much do you think it's going to mean to Knicks fans to have playoff basketball back in the garden? Well, we know how that place gets for playoff games usually. and it might not see exactly that this year, but how much is that going to mean to Knicks fans to see that this year? Well, they, they, they've waited so long, not just for a playoff team, but for a team, it seemed every year, over the last seven that they've missed the playoffs um, by the all-star break, there were no meaningful games. So the whole season is, 
has has kind of built a crescendo now of all these big games and coming up with great performances against top teams. So now you go into a postseason, it's going to be off the charts. Um, you know, guys, there's there's been only 2,000 fans for the games, but the places it's so loud. Now in the playoffs, I think they're going to be able to go up to about 5,000. Uh, and it's still not a, a packed garden, obviously, but 5,000 fans is going to sound like sweet music. When we talk about expectations for this Knicks team, they've already met the mark, but they clearly want to do a lot more that they're not done has been the mantra. What are you looking for out of a first round series here? Um, what the Knicks have to do? Is it get out of the first round or is it put up a good fight uh, or is it fight into the second round? Well, they're not putting any limitations on, on their potential. Um, you know, clearly it would be better to finish fourth or fifth. Uh, to have to go up against a Milwaukee or a Brooklyn or a Philadelphia in the first round is that, that's a tough task to ask. Um, so you'd rather obviously get in the fourth spot and maybe face either Atlanta or Miami. Um, now, both of those teams are good teams. The Knicks did beat them uh, several times during the regular season, the Hawks, that is. Um, but one of the games, Trey Young got hurt. Now Atlanta's starting to get healthy again. So they're playing really good basketball. Uh, same thing with Miami. Miami's had unbelievably bad luck regardless regarding the health and safety protocol, but they're now starting to play some really good basketball. So those are two tough matchups, even though they're not the elite three, but those teams are saying the same thing about the Knicks. Um, they're saying the same thing that, boy, this team is one of the best defensive teams in the league. Julius Randle's a star player and Derek Rose, his addition is really, I think what took the Knicks to the next level. Uh, because it, it, it makes it difficult for teams to load up on Julius Randle at the end of games and just double-team him because Rose can create so much, not only for himself, but for his teammates. He's not the player he was, clearly, 10 years ago when he won the MVP, but he's still one of the most talented players. And, and you guys know when you add somebody with that kind of talent, it raises the talent of everybody around him. Mike, before we let you go here, I want to zoom out to the rest of the NBA playoff picture and I was watching the Knicks-Lakers game the other night, and I thought it was an interesting example of how the end of the regular season has changed due to the play-in format, where you have the 7 through 10 teams into a play-in to get those last two seeds. What are your thoughts on the play-in format, and what do you think it has added both to the regular season and what it will add to the playoffs? Well, initially, I'm a traditionalist, uh, Jimmy. So initially, I was like, I don't know if I like this. But I have completely turned around. Uh, I think it's made the last several weeks of the regular season, especially the last week, uh, so exciting. Every night, there's several games that really mean something. Teams are playing a lot of their key players down the stretch, where in past years, they wouldn't. Uh, I think it certainly decreased tanking. Tanking became a problem. Uh, and especially when when... Fans are paying big money and they're paying for the whole season. And now the last three or four games, nobody's playing. It doesn't mean anything. So I think from that point, it's been terrific. And I think as much as, you know, you don't want a seven seed who maybe had uh, 10 more wins than a 10 seed and missing out in the playoffs because they lose just two games. I mean, that's the one negative and it's legitimate criticism. Uh, I think it rewards teams now. All right. Not only do you want to finish first, and get home court throughout the conference. Uh, not only do you want to finish the top four and get home court in the first round, now you want to finish in the top six. So now you're rewarding 
six teams from making sure that, that they excel during the regular season. So I, I think it's been great. And uh, I, I love how many exciting games have been down the stretch. Certainly looking forward to the playoffs and you can catch a lot of Mike Breen during the playoffs, ESPN and ABC. He'll be on the whole way. He's Mike Breen, longtime voice of the NBA and the New York Knicks and the Kirk Gowdy award recipient from the basketball hall of fame. Mike, congratulations again. And thank you so much for spending the time. We really appreciate it. Guys, congratulations on your graduation and, and a great WFUB career. Thanks Mike. Appreciate it.